When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on iTunes and at Facebook.com slash DCAU Review. Now, here's today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number two of the DCAU Review. I am your host, Cal, and uh, alongside me, as always, my brother, Liam. Liam, welcome back to the DCAU Review. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, man. it's uh, It's been been a couple weeks uh, since we've officially recorded our first episode but it is awesome to be back here we've officially launched we released our first episode on our our website which is at the dc it's dcaureview.wordpress.com make sure you follow us on twitter at dcau review and you can like us on facebook we're at facebook.com slash dcau review we'll be posting uh each episode is there as they're posted to our site. We posted to Facebook and I know you've been doing some hard work, uh, doing some cool stuff with the, the Twitter account. So I uh, make sure you guys give us a, a cool follow for that as well. Liam, today's episode, uh, super pumped about this one. Uh, we just officially came out of the Christmas season and, uh, episode number two, uh, chronologically for Batman, the animated series is uh, Christmas with the Joker, which uh, I'm excited about because it's the first episode, obviously being the second episode total of Batman, the a- animated series, uh, we get our first first introduction to the character of the Joker and of course the legendary voice actor Mark Hamill. Uh, you may know him from a few other projects, but uh, I think he's mostly known for, <laughs> for the Joker. <laughs> he, was, he was in that small indie flick, A War in the Stars. Uh, I, I mean, yes, but uh, yeah, no, Mark, Mark Hamill. And I said this, I believe, about Kevin Conroy's Batman on our first show. Uh, the highest compliment I can pay to Mark Hamill is that when I read a comic book and the Joker appears and begins to speak, whose voice do you think I hear in my head? It's not Heath Ledger. It's not Jack Nicholson. It's for darn sure not Jared Leto. It is, <laughs> it is Mark Hamill. And uh that's that's the highest compliment I can pay him. It's like this, and it's it's so cool to look back at sort of this is where it started, and 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 all of the projects he was able to voice the Joker, and he he still voices the Joker today. And uh, yeah, this is where it all started. This is the 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 secret origins, if you will. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome to hear that. It's uh, it's almost jarring when you see the Joker, whether it's in a in a cartoon movie or maybe in a video game or or um or any of the other additional Batman cartoons that came after the animated series. But when when Mark Hamill isn't the voice of the Joker, you feel like something's missing almost. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... I uh, I liked uh, the Batman, which came in the in sort of the mid two thousands, and the Brave and the Bold show was sort of a lot of fun. That was sort of a take on the the Silver Age. Uh, you know, both both nice shows, both fun shows, but I mean, they're jokers. They just they don't measure up, and and that's not a knock on them so much as it is 
praise to uh to Mark Hamill um and and to the the fourth I mean Mark Hamill's often said in interviews that he went in for the audition to be the Joker because he figured well there's no way they're going to cast Luke Skywalker as this you know homicidal lunatic so I'll just go in there and do whatever I want and <laughs> without pressure on him I guess he he gave the performance of a lifetime and he got himself uh, you know, a job for life. Uh, I, yeah. I, I doubt most, I'm guessing the two most, uh, you know, two most often questions he hears are stuff about star Wars. And I'm sure number two is probably, can you do the Joker voice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. He's uh, his, his performance in this is, uh, is certainly fantastic as we'll, we'll get to uh, when we discuss the actual voice acting itself. But overall, what did you, uh, what did you think of this episode before we get into breaking down? And uh, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, we encourage you, we'd love for you to go back and listen to the first episode just to get a kind of handle on how we do things here. But uh, uh, the first episode, we talked a lot about the impact of Batman, the animated series, uh, the history of Batman, the animated series, what it meant to the both of us. Uh, And then we broke down on leather wings and then we kind of Break it down using a, a criteria based on the plot of the show, the animation of the show, the music, and then the voice acting. And then we break it down, give it an overall score. So hopefully by the time we get through all these episodes, we'll have a nice uh, nice, nice ranking system there. You'll be able to go through and we can give you our top, top 10 best and worst uh, Batman animated series episodes. But uh, so, so we're going to do that in just a little bit, Liam. Uh, but uh, overall, what'd you think of this episode? Um, it's funny. Uh, there's parts of it I like, but I think I like it more because it's sort of a tradition. I think like a lot of Christmas specials. Sure. Uh, if you, you know, if you grew up and you celebrate Christmas, you've probably watched the Charlie Brown Christmas special or, uh, how the Grinch, uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas, or the Rudolph claymation specials, right? And you don't necessarily watch those after a certain point because you think they're like the voice acting is particularly good or the animation <laughs> is particularly good. You watch it because it's a tradition, right? And it, it it brings back nice feelings or it reminds you of your. Childhood. It's the nostalgia of it all, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, so I don't. It's so it's interesting going back and sort of watching this with fresher eyes. It doesn't hold up super well, at least not yeah. comparatively, I think, to other Batman Joker episodes. Sure. Probably down near the bottom of the list as far as, uh, like I said, we'll get into specifics uh, with our grading system a little bit later. But yeah, it, di- it didn't hold up super well, but I can't, but I'm not, you know, I'm not in any way, I'm not mad that I watched it or anything because sure. it, is, it, do- it is a reminder. Uh uh, back in the mystical land of the uh, late '90s, we had these things called VHS tapes. And, uh, <laughs> they did a set of Batman the Animated Series VHS tapes, which each and each tape was themed with a different character. There was a Robin one, a I think a Two Face one, a Joker one, and a Riddler one. And I yep. had the joke, and mine was the Joker tape. And uh, the Christmas with the Joker was the first episode on that tape. So I probably watched this episode. Maybe more than any other episode of Batman the Animated Series over the years. Sure, I'm actually, ironically, I'm actually yeah. sitting across from those tapes right now. I made sure <laughs> uh, when when my wife was cleaning out our basement before we moved in here, uh, before she moved in here, uh, that she saved those tapes just because of the legendary status they have in our in our life. And who knows, maybe VHS will come back someday. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, vinyl back. We could. Bring it <laughs> it's back. true. We could. Uh, we could. But- 
but yeah, I, so I think there's a, there's definitely some nostalgia to this for me. Sure. Uh, but as an episode as a whole, it maybe doesn't uh, doesn't hold up as well if you compare it to some of the other, uh, specifically the other Joker episodes. But uh, what did you think? Yeah, I I had the same feeling uh, after watching it. Uh, I usually watch it every year around Christmas, and obviously this time I, I used a little bit of a, a put it under the microscope, uh, if you will, and it definitely didn't seem to to hold up uh, when you look at some of the motivations of the character, how stuff happens in the episode, um, that you know the plot, why why Joker decides. On, he's going to break out on Christmas Eve. How they got a Christmas tree rocket into <laughs> Arkham Asylum, um, you know, and then how how he decided to how how did he get Commissioner Gordon and Bullock and Gleason, Summer Gleason all kidnapped within a few hours and yeah. uh, without Batman knowing? And then uh, you know we'll get into the plot in just a second, but uh, there was there's a lot of plot holes and stuff that doesn't make sense. Uh, but I think that. Uh, I think that the thing that shines through clearly is is the Joker performance. Without the Joker performance, this would be a, a pretty bad episode overall. Uh, just because, like like you said, the the nostalgia of it sort of blinds you a little bit. But uh, overall, it's it's really not a, a great episode. That's for sure. So uh, why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and, and get into the meat and potatoes here, if you will, and uh, we'll we'll start breaking things down. We'll start with a plot. Uh, of this episode since we kind of glossed over it and, and, and briefly mentioned it a second ago. Um, wh- what were your, your thoughts on the plot? What was it, your score for it? And uh, anything stand out for you in particular that we haven't mentioned? Yeah, for the plot, I gave it a four, uh, four out of 10. Uh, each of these categories will be out of 10 uh, in case you didn't hear our first episode, but uh, yeah, I gave it a, a four out of 10. Like, like we, we just discussed, there's, uh, you know, from the opening, uh, from the opening of the episode where Joker just climbs up to put the star on top of the Christmas tree and and then just flies away on a rocket propelled Christmas tree <laughs> uh, to some of the the various locations and I mean some of the stuff is is kind of cute like the you know Batman and Robin having to fight giant nutcrackers and and stuff like that. It's uh, I mean, visually, at least as far as the design goes, they did have some creative moments. But as far as an episode, yeah, it's, it's just sort of, as you mentioned, he kidnaps a lot of people off screen and uh, you know, he's doing puppet shows. And, and <laughs> Hey, 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 the puppet shows are great. To no, me, that was a win. <laughs> that, that, might be worth, that might be the whole fourth. fourth <laughs> that's um, good. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's not much of an episode. It's not, uh, yeah, plot is not, again, why we watch this. But uh, what about your score? Certainly. I, I gave it a, a three out of 10 myself. Um, you mentioned, it's funny, you mentioned the giant nutcrackers. It felt very, uh, towards the end, very Jack Sprang Batman era like. Um, all that was missing was like giant keyboard, or like a giant piano or a, uh, or, you know, some sort of giant musical instruments for them to interact with. You know, it didn't really explain if this was a toy company, why they had giant joker nutcracker robots maybe the joker manufactured them in his you know two hours before he kidnapped commissioner gordon and harvey bullock i i don't know um but doesn't really explain a whole lot how these giant robots got there um 
Joker is is actually foiled. First of all, his his plan, they admit halfway through the episode, Batman is at a dead end and can't find him. So he kind of has to give him this this very obvious clue as to where he can find them. So it really kind of undermines Batman's detective work, if you will, uh, by, by just by happenstance, he shows this Betty Booper doll uh, on, on the, on his Christmas special, Batman catches it and realizes that, you know, it's from an, an old toy factory. Uh, so I, I thought that was a little bit, a little bit odd. And then at the end, and we'll talk about it in, in our next episode when we, when we cover uh, nothing to fear, but there's not, I think they were still trying to find their feet. And, and I know there was sort of man, date from the network not to show violent a lot of violence uh, of Batman between Batman and uh, you know the villains that he's facing but in in this episode the Joker is foiled by a roller skate <laughs> he's running away and he slips on a roller skate that's how he's defeated which is very super friends like if you remember any of the yes. watching the super friends episodes they weren't allowed to show punching or kicking you know you could tie them up with a rope or uh, you know they could trip and fall and they're running away from from you know the super friends but there was never any actual fisticuffs in the super friends uh, you know because they weren't allowed to show violence in a, in a child's cartoon well in the same way here the joker slips on his roller skate and you know falls in acid and batman catches him at the last second but it's just just a very strange overall episode i would i would say plot wise it, it was not their strongest yeah agreed all right, well, moving on. Uh, so I, I gave that a three out of 10. You gave that a four out of 10 uh, as far as the plot is concerned. Next category we're going to go to, let's head over to animation, Liam. I don't know about you. I, I scored it a three out of 10. Um, I felt there were a lot of scaling issues in this, very obvious ones. Um, the one that sticks out to me is the the scene that we mentioned before where Batman and Robin are fighting the giant nutcrackers. And there are these Joker planes that, that fly in and again, don't know where these toy planes with Joker heads came from, but I, I guess the Joker had them in storage. Uh, they fly in, and Batman starts beating them with a baseball bat. So they're small enough to be hit with a baseball bat. But then Robin catches a whole bunch of them, three of them in a in a in a barrel, and one of their heads pops out, and it's bigger than Robin's head. I was just like, I was like, how, wait a second. These, these planes are like toy airplane size. And all of a sudden the head pops out and it's bigger than Robin's, you know, torso. Uh, didn't, didn't understand that. Uh, Joker's look also changes halfway through the episode. I don't know if they had somebody else drawing him, but if you, at the beginning, he has sort of the classic Batman animated series Joker look with the diamond eyes. And then halfway through the episode, he gets these big black circles around his eyes. Yes. Uh, it was very, very inconsistent. He, he looked like a different, different person. Um, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if somebody else started drawing him halfway through the episode or, or they wanted to tone down and make him look a little more goofy. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but uh, that was, that was something that, that also kind of irked me a little bit. Uh, what about you? What would you get for, uh, what'd you get for the animation? Uh, same uh, three out of 10. Just, yeah. For what you mentioned, there's uh, the scene where, as you mentioned with the planes where Batman, just like watching Batman swing the bat and his body's kind of sporting <laughs> in a very weird way. Mm -hmm. And it, and the animation is kind of very, he's making a lot of, and I, I, I don't want, you know, I'm sure it's not easy to animate a guy moving that fast and, and that kind of stuff. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not criticizing, but maybe just for the time the 
the ability just wasn't there. But <laughs> I think when we look back, though, at at I mean, we just we just talked about on leather wings last week, and we talked about you know some of the things that they chose to do on screen that they could have done off screen, as far as like the transformation of Langstrom to Manbat and yeah. stuff like that. We didn't, you know, if, if they had done that way, we would have probably called them out as like, oh, you know, they could have they could have shown that on screen. Right. So. We should. I don't think we should give them a pass just because of the the ability. Because clearly they have the ability to do some really good stuff. That's this fair. one just. I think. I think this one just stunk. Yeah, I, and also it felt like certain things they did were just because they had an idea for a joke. Like they wanted Robin to say they don't call you Batman for nothing, so Batman <laughs> picks up and, bat and starts hitting the planes. That's and good. So, like and so they're like, well, and then and it's like, well, we just need to get to this joke, so. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how the animation looks. We got. We got to. This sequence has to be ten seconds long, and then get to Robin's joke. Yeah, I, I thought the the a lot of the supporting characters in the show too. The the not like just the background filler characters look super cartoony. Like they didn't even look. They, it looked more like the Animaniacs or 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 something from that area. Tiny Toons, uh, just a super cartoony version of a human being that didn't didn't even look close to what the normal uh, Batman characterization was. Yeah. Yep. Three out of 10 f- for both of us on that one. So three out of 10 for myself on plot. You gave four out of 10 on a plot. Three out of 10 for myself on animation. Three out, out of 10 for yourself for animation as well. All right, moving on to uh, let's let's head over to music, Liam. Uh, what what did you think about the music? What was your what was your score? And any, any thoughts that that stood out? Uh, I mean, th- to me, the music is that's maybe the part that does one of the only parts that does hold up. Uh, they do a really nice job of sort of mm. melding the the classic, you know, the, the music of the show. It's very orchestral, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the classic Joker theme and the Batman themes, and sort of melding them with various uh you know well-known christmas songs sure uh, played throughout so i I give that a seven out of ten to me that's that's the strongest part of the episode cool yeah i i agreed with you um i think i think the music was besides the voice acting besides mark hamill's performance as the joker which we'll talk about in a second uh, I I think that the music was the strongest. This the scene where uh, they're trying to stop the train from exploding or, or falling off the bridge. Uh, the music really adds to the uh, to the uh, excitement and to the the tension. It really makes it feel like, oh, you know, is this train going to crash? Are, are Batman Batman and Robin not going to be able to save all these people from? from uh from dying it, you know they're going to show a whole they're not going to show the joker get punched but they'll show a whole train explode you know you never know um but that i think the tension really 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 worked uh especially with the theme and and including like you said they included it's the scene itself has its own theme but they include the batman theme kind of mix it in there with it and then uh i thought the the inclusion of the the nutcracker uh, theme the classic nutcracker music in with the the scene where they're fighting the giant nutcracker robots was was really effective um so i I gave this uh eight out of ten as far as music is concerned uh so we're in the home stretch now we're headed to voice acting uh we already talked a little bit about uh, the joker and uh, Mark Hamill's performance, but uh, what was your score for voice acting? Yeah, I give it a, a six out of ten. Uh, Mark Hamill's great. 
Um, this isn't his strongest performance. Again, I think obviously it was his his first episode, um, and he was actually re-recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had an original actor uh, for the Joker, and then he sort of came back and redubbed them shortly before they aired. So he hadn't quite found his footing completely. But I mean, uh, yeah, he he steals the show. Um, uh, the my probably my favorite scene or one of my favorite scenes was. When, as you mentioned, the train's going down and uh, the reporter, Summer Gleason, is one of Joker's hostages. And you find out her, her mother's on the train and, and Joker says, yeah, that'll make it even more exciting when it crashes. My mother's on that train. Your mother? Well, that's different then. Yeah, it'll be even more exciting when it crashes. <laughs> I mean, it, and that's that to me, you... you it's an eternal struggle, and if you've read a Joker or comic any time, there's the, the sort of the struggle between making him this crazed, homicidal monster and also kind of needing him to be funny. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's not – and sometimes you go – and for a lot of this episode, I think you could argue that he's maybe a little too on the silly side. Mm-hmm. But, that, but that one sort of moment, like that's, a leg- that's so funny – in, in that way, oh, that's different. Yeah, he, he's going to even like, like, uh, you know, be nice, be nice for a second, and then he he turns it around, and it's just another joke to him, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, Mark Hamill to me really carries the show. Uh, this is our our first episode with uh, Lauren Lester playing Robin. Yep, uh, he's I think he's perfect for like a nineteen nineties Robin. I think. Yeah. Like I, I would agree. ask him to play Robin today, yeah. but for for the time period, he sounds like you know uh, a a kind of you know I'm I'm a college student. Even I don't care if you are Batman, I'm still cooler than you, sort of thing with with his voice. And they, I mean, they they did an interesting job of I think of trying to bring him in. They they established pretty early on that that he's home on, on winter break from college. And that was sort of their, their reasoning for, for Robin not being around as much. Right. Uh, for the show. Um, so I think, yeah, the standouts are probably, <laughs> are probably Mark Hamill and, and to a lesser extent, Lauren Lester. Um, still, still, I got to mention it every time. But <laughs> <laughs> original Alfred voice, Mr. Earl Bowen. God bless him. But, he sucks, man. He sucks so bad. He's so the Christmas goose is cool. <laughs> like, shut up, not Alfred. Right. <laughs> can can you Hashtag please just Alfred. be quiet? Right. Not not my Alfred. Yes, I, I I would agree with you. I had I had some uh you know we I don't there's nothing else to say about Mark Hamill's performance. Fantastic. It's funny that you mentioned that. Well, that's different then. <laughs> and then he yeah. goes. Then not only does he do that, then he switches to the elf voice. Like <laughs> it'll be funny when it crashes. Like so great. Um. So yeah, he really he really carried this episode for me. And based on his performance. I went ahead and gave uh, this episode an eight out of ten for the uh, the voice acting, and uh, it, Lauren Lester, as you mentioned, the introduction, uh, it was fine. Uh, I think looking back at it, I, I will be interested to see in further episodes whether or not his voice voice acting kind of holds up or not. I feel like the lines that they gave him in this episode were were kind of weak. Uh, it was very, you know. Oh, I'm going to do a quip cuz Batman, you know, oh bah humbug to you too. This guy could give the lessons to Scrooge like, you know, he's very very like 
quippy in this this episode. Uh, so it wasn't yeah. wasn't a great opportunity for him to show any acting chops. Uh, you know, when we go later down the line to towards Robin's reckoning, I think that that's probably the the uh, ultimate example of of his his act. You know, his voice acting skills in that episode are definitely much better than than this episode. But uh, again, it could be could just be because he wasn't given great lines in this episode. So. Yeah, yeah job was was to be the the comic relief and and uh you know sort of break the tension yeah. and, i mean and that's i mean that's a common theme again if you've if you've read comics or watched any movies where batman is generally you know comically stern about everything and uh the various robins and and other sidekicks are sort of there to be the ones that uh bring a little light to the to the dark world so i i yeah they he definitely served more of a singular purpose in this episode, though. All right, so uh, my overall score, t- tallying everything up from plot, animation, music, and voice acting, was 22 out of 40. What'd you get? Uh, I got 20 out of 40 overall. 20 out of 40. Uh, okay. So, again, like I think like we said, if, uh, just to sort of recap, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. I'm not mad that I watched it. I didn't hate it or anything. I want to make sure. it very clear. Uh, I'll I'll still watch this every, you know, every Christmas season. Certainly. Around. I'll, I'll still be watching this. Um, but again, I think like we, like you said, uh, when you, when you do, when you're, when you become a critic or a, an analyst, you, you can sort of start to notice, you know, sort of, sort of some of the flaws in the, in the execution, but yeah, I, I I would definitely agree with you. This is my go-to. It's funny that you said that. Uh, you know, you'll watch this every year. It's my go-to Batman animated series episode. There's, I mean, there, not that there's a ton of Christmas episodes to go to, um, but you know, I don't pull out holiday nights, and I don't, you know, I don't always watch the the Justice League Unlimited Christmas episode. But uh, this is this is one that I that I try and watch every Christmas season. So uh, definitely, we'll go back to it despite its areas of opportunity. All right. Well, uh, again, thanks everybody for for tuning in to this week's episode of the DCAU review. Uh, we would love for you to give us any feedback, any th- your thoughts on this episode, Christmas with the Joker, um, your rating. If you, we'd love to hear your feedback, your own personal rating. You can go ahead and tweet us at the DCAU review. That's at DCAU review on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook. Go ahead and like us. We're at facebook.com slash DCAU review. You can also go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, Just search the iTunes store for DCAU review. We'd love for you to give us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, So if you would do so, we would certainly appreciate that. All right. So uh, until next time, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye. Game a barrel, fa la 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 la.